Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another great show on today. I want to start out with our little known Black history fact since this is the month of February. I will be speaking briefly on Joan Trumpur Mulholland. She was a white woman from a family that supported segregation. She was a student at Duke University, predominantly white students, fewer black students. While at the Institution of Higher Learning, she participated in sit-ins. She supported civil rights efforts. Due to this, her family disowned her but she did not stop in her efforts. She allowed her heart to lead her and she continued in her civil rights activism. After she left Duke University, even being arrested for her activities, she went to the University of Georgia, a white student now at a black school. How would they treat her? But while there, she continued in her activism to support civil rights. While there, she became the first white member to pledge Delta Sigma Theta sorority, even holding the position of president. Upon leaving that school, she continued in her activism spending her life helping others to become activists as well in their own communities, to see injustices and to be willing to step out and speak. Joan Trumpevere Mulholland is our little known black history fact on today. Now, let me talk to you about the topic at hand for our podcast today. Patience in the process. Patience in the process. I want to read a passage of scripture to you from Psalm 130, verses 1 through 7. And it says, out of the depths, I have cried to you, O Lord. Hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should make iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? 
but there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord, there is mercy. And with him is abundant redemption. Here the writer pours out the burdens and cares of his heart to God. Hear him pleading with the father to respond to his pleadings and to acknowledge them. Here David is crying out from the depths of his spirit, waiting in anticipation of the hope of the Lord. How can we live a move in life if iniquities are revealed and counted against us? But think about this. God's nature is so different than man's. God's nature is forgiveness. And we should revere the awe, the awe of the forgiver of souls. When David represents, what David represents here is a national cry of intercession for the people of Israel to hope in the authority of God that God is able to uplift them. He then reminds them of God's mercy towards them despite their rebellion, their bad choices, and their idolatrous behavior and wars. God's redeeming love overflows for all, and his nature is an active expression of compassion, willing to redeem all things. Like David, I am sure that we at times can be very impatient. Oftentimes, impatient with ourselves impatient with others confessing our impatience i know for myself as i've looked at myself through the years and been able to talk about where i've fallen short i have been able to mature in those areas i have learned to obey the scripture and grown in the grace that god has given i have learned to allow the father to protect to protect that which is lacking within my soul I believe that the Lord, uh, my God, is able to make everything beautiful in his timing. The universal principle in creation is nothing that endures its instant, but that which stands the test of time. It is a process. Patience. Patience is developed when we do not resist the process. No one, no one is born with instant patience. In this fast-paced world that thrives on white water change, who wants to stand still and wait? When we have fast food restaurants all around us, microwaves easily accessible, instant messaging at, the, at our fingertips, chat features that every conversation can be had so swiftly, who wants to wait? Who wants to wait on anything? Perhaps we resist the process because we would neither, we would rather abandon the pain than the lesson that comes in the learning. Listen to that. Many want to abandon the pain than lesson. The lesson that will come forward. Everything that we endure, we are learning something. 
We are learning good things. We are learning uh, how to not do things. We are seeing things. We know what we God shows us what we should do and what we should not do. So we have to be willing to go to the pro- through the process so that we may see and hear clearly. Because if you're like me, if we had the choice to choose going through something that was hard or not, we would never choose to go through anything hard. We wouldn't do that, but we trust that our steps can be ordered if we walk in alignment with the Lord. Jesus admonishes in Luke 21 and 19, it says, by your patience, possess your souls. See, our souls must develop patience in order to no longer live at the pace of humanity, but learn to walk and live in the divine flow that God has has designed for us. God has deposited these gifts in the heart of humanity. He knows that we have legitimate needs. He knows that we have deep desires. And he also knows that we have talent. The challenge arises for us when we fail to realize that God must guide us through a process that perfects or matures us to become as Christ would have us to live. We have to remember that our needs drive our actions. Our desires pull us towards things. And if our desire is not towards the things of the Lord, we will not be pulled towards those things. Our talents reveal who we are. If we do not allow the spirit of God to sharpen us, to sharpen our character, so that we may develop in the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, so that we may become perfect and complete. Our needs, our desires, and our talents could actually become idols in our heart rather than to be looked upon as the gifts and talents that God has given us. God chooses to bless us. God chooses to honor us, but we must be willing to utilize what he has given to us in the right flow. God has imparted and God has inspired gifts in us. God affirms in us who we are and what we want to be. And he aspires, affirms in us what we do and what we have to learn how to do to live in accordance with him. When we understand who we are, we begin to view things from an internal perspective the internal perspective from God's word that guides and grounds us from within instead of controlling us from without. Everything for us begins on the inside for the Holy Spirit is inside of us, moving and guiding us as we stay in tune with the things of the Lord. And actually our internal perspective relieves external pressure pushing us on. Therefore looking within solidifies us to rely on God, to rely on God rather than to yield to external pressure that moves us to rely on ourselves and on others. We must trust on external pressures only when God shows us truth in those things. We need to look at how we define the process of patience. How do we see patience? Patience brings forward process. 
in this process, one of the things that we will deal with is relational. Transition process is about relational. Transition is about the journey of relationships as much as anything else. Learning to trust, to be open and honest, to understand and to be understood, to accept and to approve, and in turn, find acceptance and approval. We are created for relationships and we crave them. And so listen, those people who say, I don't need nobody to survive, they are saying it with words, but in within them, it is not true because God created us as relational ship beings. We need relationships. We desire connections. We desire camaraderie. Relationships enable us to discover who supports us and who walks with us when God is transforming us. Those who remain after your transformational process has taken place, those who remain after your spiritual pruning are your real disciples. They are your real friends. Anyone else has just been hanging on to be hanging around. Although you are born as an individual, you cannot grow as yourself. If left alone, you will die. You will die to your own devices. God created us for interaction and relationships, thus reveals the nature of God's divinity in our lives. Many times God uses relationships uh, to process undeveloped areas in us. Through relationships, we discover how obedient we are to following the words of Christ to live out our neighbors as we love ourselves. See, it's a process. How can you love your neighbor if you never engage your neighbor? How can you love your neighbor as Christ if you don't engage your neighbor? Process is paramount and it is relational to unite us, not divide us. Also, in the process of patience, it involves crisis. A crisis is a situation that compels you to make a decision. You can either perceive your experience as a danger to what you hold dear, or you can see the crisis as an opportunity to develop and emerge a more refined and mature character in you than before. A crisis in patience presents a crisis in perception. It is rooted in a crisis in trust. It is how you view and perceive things that impact your heart. You cannot avoid a crisis by not deciding. For deciding not to decide is a decision. So we say, I'm not going to decide on anything. You still made a decision. Crisis are the challenge and opportunity needed to uncover what we value. We then can discover what we need and what is needed to create a meaningful life. We can reconfigure the inner workings of who we are. Crisis forces us to reach deep within ourselves where we can discover the treasure, the powerful, the, the powerful parts there are for, that were hidden long ago, hidden even from ourselves. I want to encourage you that crisis is the best thing that can ever happen to you even if it seems at the time that all is lost. You may feel that you made a mistake that maybe you hate yourself for it. You ruined everything that seemed good in your life and everything you loved 
is gone and you think it's gone forever. Listen, you're not the only person who's done things wrong. Everybody's done something wrong. I don't know at what magnitude because I don't know everybody, but everybody has fallen short. But crisis forces us to break down barriers and entertain new possibilities that often feel strange. Things that we would not normally consider. Oftentimes we fail to consider options that may be right in front of us. We also in the process, we have to look at, um, uh, at us internally. Patience gives us time to assess and reevaluate who we are, to reevaluate our perceptions. For there is a way to God where you can see things through the perspective of sovereignty. If we see life from a non-sovereign perspective, then we risk having a life full of self-determination and social determination. Social determination is the belief that social interactions and constructs alone determine individual behavior. That is opposed to biological or objective factors. Factors, But we, you know, we need to praise God that that is nothing more than a human theory. For if it were true, we would be at the sole mercy of social forces outside of our control to determine who we are and what we can do. But that's not true because God has given each of us a free will to make decisions. He has given us a mind to think. So while socialism, socialization has a part in that development and we are impacted by our culture, our family, etc., our ultimate purpose comes from God who provides for us with our identity and understanding why and what we are. And another thing we have to think about in the process is the process will release our true potential. Miles Monroe said in his book, Understanding Your Potential, that the potential of a thing is related to its source. Dr. Miles Monroe expressed this life principle that most of us miss because we are looking to other sources. We are looking to people. We are looking to the government. We are looking to our jobs. We are looking to our roles. We are looking to the dominant culture. We are looking to the societal norms. But in Judges 6, Gideon released his potential through a process of elimination after a personal encounter with God. Gideon was hiding and burying his potential. But the Lord saw something that Gideon was able, unable to see about himself. Think about it. Oftentimes the way we view a problem determines the length of time we spend in the patience process. The process, the outcome of the process and what you learn during the process. Problems do arise during our process of patience, but it discloses to us and others the character and nature of our true hearts. Adverse situations exist to develop who we are not. But this leads us to ask ourselves some questions. How advanced and adverse is my advancement? Can I really advance forward? Am I really willing to do what it takes to advance? I really feel uncomfortable in this process. But am I willing, but am I willing to continue 
doing and processing through, even though I feel uncomfortable, even though there are some that oppose me as I'm moving, am I going to allow what the naysayers have to say to stop me in the process? We can't allow anyone or anything to prevent us from moving forward. The unknown is going to occur. But we can continue forward. We struggle sometimes with the reality that we must experience change for it is a part of our nature and there is a process that tra transforms our motives. The core of our intentions become new. Think about it. A hopeless leader cannot lead a hopeful people. A problem-focused leader will not impact a solution-hungry generation. So if you're walking in problems, how can you help someone else? We must become comfortable living in the tension between faith and works, what is already and what is yet to come. Our hearts are the key areas to access the process of patience. Once our hearts are impacted and transformed, our lives will follow with decisions, interactions, and relationships. If our hearts are reverential toward God and moldable to godly instructions, generations will be blessed due to the commands intense and intense of God's promises. We have to watch over our hearts with all diligence, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, for from it flows the springs of life. Listen, the very essence and energy of our lives come from our hearts. And when they are not protected from negative contaminants, we, we respond by following emotionally unwise influences. Listen, 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 listen. Once we have realized the greatness, the greatness God has invested and imparted into us, he, is, he has done this to help us, to inspire and invigorate others. So what, what he's doing in us is not just for us. It's going to impact the kingdom. It's going to impact others that we encounter. And we can live with the understanding of God in our life and that he uses processes to convey to us. He, he conveys to us. He reveals to us who we are. He, he, he shifts us in going through the process. He renews us in going through the process and he transforms us in the process so we can become stronger, so that we can gain knowledge that will help to build up others. We can only acquire the mind of Christ as we are transformed daily in the moving of the Holy Spirit. We want to be reformed and God wants to reform us, but we have to be willing to go through the process. I like to say we are the visible manifestation of his invisible presence. How are we showing the world our character? How are we showing the world that we are able to stand strong through it all? that we are willing to experience him at all times as we go through the process, having patience in 
and through the process. Thanks for tuning in. As we get ready to close, I want to remind you to tune in again next week. I hope to be doing an interview on an author next week. Please reach out and support my ministry. We need resources so that we can do more kingdom work. Please go to my webpage at drannettewestministries.org. Purchase one of my t-shirts, Living for Christ. Purchase one of my books there to support our mission. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you have a great rest of the week. Share this podcast with someone else. Download it. And also check me out on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Dr. Annette West Speaks. Check me out there as well. I'm on YouTube. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye.